0: Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast.
1: All right, so it's Thursday, Thursday night, and tomorrow is the last day of the two-week-long ATC. We thought we'd record a podcast before everybody ran away, and um, all the students that elected to be part of the podcast have now uh, gotten all dolled up for the podcast. They've got their prettiest bows on, their fanciest hats, and I—I uh, I think I—I I heard a rumor that Duff put on makeup. Is that right? Yeah, Duff. Duff's yeah, nodding. It took hours, hours, hours to, to get this beautiful. All, all right. right. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, looking pretty for the podcast. Good.
2: Good. And that's—is that a skirt? Your word? Uh, no, it's—they're uh, jeg- jeggings actually.
1: Jeg- jeggings. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, all right. Uh, Hey, next time wear a bra, okay? (laughs) Glad we had this chat. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I'm wearing a bra. All right. So, uh, Jennifer made a list um of of the things that uh we accomplished or during the ATC or that we hope to have accomplished by the end of the day tomorrow uh and and so we're going to kind of cruise through that list and everybody's going to get a chance to say but uh I think you know as long as we're doing this I, there there is a thing I think is really cool that that we do usually on the last day so you know I would normally do this tomorrow morning but um and that is to take like, uh, 30 seconds and say one thing that you liked about the infrastructure, about the location, and, um, and then one thing that could use improvement. And so for those, those people sitting, so we kind of set up some tables and said, if you want to be in the podcast, sit at these tables. So I'm going to, I'm going to hand the microphone around. And you can kind of say who you are, uh, why you're here, and then maybe, uh, a short blip about what you like and one, thing about what could use improvements <laughs> and and i want to i want to remind people we know how the word and works and so we're not buying into that <laughs> so without the word and uh okay all right okay
3: oh my gosh yeah
4: Be first off. oh okay um I am so excited to be here. I'm Kay. I was in the PDC, so you maybe have heard me last podcast.
5: Last podcast?
1: Previously.
4: Yes, previously. I think. Unless there was a secret one in between that I don't know about. Oh, okay. Phew. I mean, darn. Um. (laughs) I'm I'm really excited to be here for the ATC. There's a lot of shop stuff. I've I've done some tiling. I've done some other stuff, drywall. But there's so many things that I have never done, and this gives me a chance to to point out what I haven't done and learn to do some of those things using a router. Um, Like I haven't used a drill press. I hadn't used a bandsaw. Um, I could could go on and on. Um, But I'm really here mostly for the excavator, which I need to use at home anyway, and I really want to learn that. Um, And then there's just in general, expanding my horizons of what I can do.
1: I heard you're a natural on that excavator.
4: I love the excavator. It's so fun. <laughs> I wish I could get one, but they're expensive. Um, but I can rent one from Home Depot, so that is the plan.
1: So that was your 30 seconds on the one thing that you liked.
4: The excavator. Okay. No, I mean, I, if I if I thought <laughs> if I thought longer, this is a really great group. I think the main one thing is is that I'm learning things I didn't know about that I didn't know that I didn't know about. If that makes any <laughs> sense, expanding my brain horizons. Um, gosh, the one thing. One thing, thing you
1: could use
3: improvement.
4: I want to do more things, and I don't know how that would work. I should really think about this for longer, but I'm the first one, so I'm gonna happen right now. I'm I'm happening now.
1: You want to pass it on to Mark, and then if you think of something, you can steal it <laughs> back from
4: Mark. Okay, that sounds good. Thanks. Okay.
6: <laughs> Hello, this is Mark.
5: <laughs>
6: Hello to the interwebs.
1: Um. I, know Mark's a normal-sized guy. Not, <laughs> not a beauty person.
6: That's right. I'm, I'm barely six and a half feet tall, so yeah. you know, we see I and eye, Paul and I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was a lot of great things that we did, and I enjoyed working more on the berm shed. I also was enjoying learning more about the battery maintenance in the carts and the tractor. So I, I thought that was great. Um, I found that as far as an improvement that my body would prefer that you have sleep number mattresses coating the mountainside that would make it much easier for me um so not really anything to the site per se that uh more more uh, a problem with my body i guess <laughs> not liking to sleep on ground um, but yeah had a great time here
1: but now you ended up running the cabin.
6: I ended up, yeah, I, I wussed out and I'm, I'm leaving the tent here and the the, the the cot and got in the Love Shack, which night and day uh, difference in, in sleep quality. So that was, I, I consider it the, the, the best spot to to rent here because you're very close to everything. And you know, as long as you have roommates, you get along with them, you're fine. Yeah, per the Love Shack. But uh <laughs> on, on my own, I did, fit just did fine. Did love
1: strike while you were in the love shack?
6: Well, you know those birds, they moved out pretty quick that were nearby. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and and I fit. So for people who are wondering, if you're six foot six or so, you can still fit on the bed. Um, so that was nice, and uh, yeah, cozy little spot. So yeah. that was nice.
7: Uh, hi, I'm Kyle. Um, one thing I enjoyed was basically. Getting to try out a whole bunch of different tools and techniques and and things that it would have been really expensive for me to try and be like I don't like this <laughs> um, and have someone there who is experienced to help me not uh, fuck tell up. You
3: you're doing it wrong.
7: Yeah, to tell oh me I'm doing God. it wrong if I'm doing it wrong. What the hell? And to do it all the time. if I if I break something it's Paul's and I can just leave which is which is the best which is good did you break any of my shit? oh yeah I did you'll find out next week (laughs) (laughs) um the one thing I think we could improve on was we had a a real tendency to get sidetracked and have conversations lasting longer than they should have about things that weren't really part of the ATC there was a tangent of a tangent but uh yeah. So that's more about the class than the infrastructure. More about the class than the infrastructure. Okay, okay. You want something about the infrastructure? I wasn't thinking about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that we could hear
1: one thing that you liked about the infrastructure. Infrastructure, okay. And then one thing, like, you know, the place, the site. Oh. Because we're, we're kind of fixing it up. You may have noticed.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, and I kind of felt like we got that one, that one time that really sunk in. So now the less and more. So now we got all these spots all over the place where people can kind of sit down, take it easy, visit, and you're, you're not being pressed to go, go, go so much.
7: Yeah, I do appreciate that. Uh, there was a lot of time spent up on the couch balcony. The couch
3: balcony just, uh, is the killer. That's, it's a killer? Did somebody die? He died up there already. See him up there? Yeah. <laughs> He's just
7: sleeping.
6: <laughs> a lumberjack up there.
7: All right, so... Okay. Uh, infrastructure infrastructure of the place. Thing. It's a small thing, but that's a really long hike up the volcano to my tent. I should have picked a. I should have picked a spot lower down on the volcano.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's less about the infrastructure itself, more about my own your bad own decisions. Poor yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and it to Jennifer.
8: All right, so I think uh, this is Jennifer, who was on the last podcast. I was in the PDC, too, along with Kay. Um, I think one thing I really appreciated about the infrastructure, which Paul probably does not appreciate, is the number of partially finished projects there were. Like It was really cool to be able to kind of feel a sense of completion, like getting things fixed and being able to hop from one thing to another in the Jamboree format was really nice. Um, and as for things that could use improvement, I think many of our projects would have gone more efficiently um, if we had known what we were doing a bit more in advance and could have ordered materials or organized things a little better so they'd be easier to grab. But overall, it's been a really great experience.
1: So, again, the course.
8: Okay, the well, fine, the infrastructure. What? Okay. <laughs> I think the shop could be slightly better. Labeled, Like, it's quite well organized, but it's hard to locate the categories visually so that you understand where they are. If it said, like, drills, then that would be awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad.
0: Good evening. This is not Mark. (laughs) (laughs) This is Jim. Uh, Infrastructure. Uh, I liked all the new equipment that has been purchased since last year. Uh, a lot of new materials, a lot more machines. Uh, that made it nice. Uh, we need an anvil.
1: Oh, that's right. You
0: do. Uh, and if I was going to make a second complaint, all the work benches are six inches too high for <laughs> no, me. No, they're not. Yes. <laughs> they for crazy. me.
5: <laughs> we, we,
1: made, we made another bench that's for little people.
0: It still has to be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I am not 6'6". Six, six. I'm something close to a foot shorter than that.
3: <laughs> so we did make some benches. But we now, made, made an we angle. Made. I'm not sure how we're going to get it. Harbor, they're heavy.
0: Harbor Freight. Oh. All right. The cheap Chinese crap, but it'll work. Or a piece of railroad track.
3: Yeah, I was going to say. But you
7: cannot take
9: it out
3: it.
0: of a presently used railroad track. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a
10: party pooper. I know. Yeah. So I'm mud... Um the infrastructure is great. That like that?
1: No, no. <laughs> like that. There you
10: go. Aha. Uh-huh. It should spin when I'm talking. <laughs> That's my problem with the infrastructure.
1: That's what you want.
10: I need it's, a pinwheel. Yeah. A
3: spinning long. microphone.
10: Spinning microphone. Yes. Yeah. I don't think you have enough rocket heaters. Particularly <laughs> half-done rocket heaters. I think you need more half-done rocket We've
3: heaters. We've got the, the fat
1: rabbit still sitting up there waiting to find a function.
10: Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, this has been great fun. Um and I'm I'm really enjoying uh the organic process of uh of improving the infrastructure and you know being part of the uh five or six times to hit on something that is really great while things improve and um where I'm looking forward to tomorrow we'll do some more of it.
1: Okay, we're going to get to the list here in a moment. Yes.
3: Hey, I'm Handy Randy Knight. Uh I didn't know what to expect coming up here. I kinda had a outline from my son Kyle and but once I got here I, I loved the environment. I you know coming from California it's a, it's a one eighty from there. And in the last week I've seen moose, you know, bald eagles, deer, all that, you know, a lot of really cool stuff up here
1: we brought him in just for
3: you <laughs> yeah well i've seen a, the first day i seen a herd of elk down the in the meadow here and then the next day they were plowing the meadow this is the end of the week they've got the meadow all rolled up into hay bales so that was a cool thing to see up here and i just been escaping a little bit after the classes and just love the area i mean you're close to glacier you you know there's just, uh the environment's good, and I like the weather this time of year <laughs> but um i I've been doing construction all my life, and I didn't know how much I didn't know till I came up here and uh they filled in that ten percent I didn't know with uh the hands on instruction I received here and that that's that's valuable to me I'll keep that the rest of my life. I know tricks now I didn't know before that uh I'll implement, so I love the your infrastructure here and hope you uh, continue to keep it that way. And with that, I'll pass it on to this young lady.
5: All right. I'm Diane, and I really didn't know what to expect either. Um, I really think the infrastructure, um, I was surprised at how good it is. Um, this building is terrific. I lo- the shop is great. Um, like any shop, it should be twice as wide. But, um, yeah, I can't really think of any big improvements Um you know, little things like I really wanted that hand-washing sink that we brought up there mm. here for hand-washing before meals. That would be good. That would be good. We need a bet the pump thing, because you're pumping with one hand and then trying to wash both hands under the running water.
1: See? I, that's what I said. Did you say that? I said Partner. I said that the, the foot pump thing would be way better.
5: <coughs> way better here. So, sorry, Jim. I didn't really say that.
1: Jim. Jim's thinking – I think he's thinking he's going to force you all to make friends.
5: <laughs> this is my Mine. friend. He's going to pump, pump for me. I water so
2: I can wash my hands. <laughs> yep. uh, hi, I'm Duff. i uh, had a, a great time here with the the overload of information and uh, found the the instructors were uh, most helpful and enthusiastic about uh, providing said information. Uh, one thing I liked about the infrastructure was that there is enough enough room and for multiple projects to be going on at the same time, all within a, a few paces of each other, so you can kind of smorgasbord your way around. Uh, and also with well, with the exception of, say, the excavator, all of the tools that were required for the projects are not you know fifty thousand uh, dollars Woody's workshop <laughs> type equipment. It's the kind of tools that you could expect to find in most any most any shop. Uh, even in your your own garage, uh, one one improvement for future would be to have like the final couple of days have an exercise program to burn off all of the extra. Pounds that we've
3: oh. we've gained from here, the, here. Uh, the the yeah. glorious uh,
2: the food that, that Jocelyn oh, yeah. provided the large quantities of high carb and uh, I'm I'm afraid I probably gained a few pounds while I was here. <laughs>
3: yep, could have cured a few things on me.
1: All right, so uh, is, is anybody uh, was it did anybody object to the food? No, no, no objections. It, so it was all right then. It was all
5: delicious. Yeah, uh, yeah. If Jocelyn yeah. is missing, um, I, I might have taken her back home with me. <laughs> I,
1: I think that uh, people, people wonder why I'm fat. <laughs>
7: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that uh, uh, we did the Jamboree format. Uh, I like the Jamboree format. I want to do the Jamboree format more. And we did this at a Rocket Mass Heater event not long ago. I thought it went really well. Uh, did anybody feel like they were bored at any time? Uh, so, like, and, and, and I love the Jamboree format because there was an event that we had here, and uh, I kind of felt like we just had a massive collection of superstars, but we were working on precisely one project. And, uh, and Ernie was in the thick of it. And, you, and I don't know if you've ever worked on a project where Ernie's there. You know, he's gonna see to it that it gets done, done right, and done on time. And, uh, uh, so it's more like, you know, uh, observing Ernie, assisting Ernie, things of that nature. Uh, but there were people that were outside and they were kind of talking about how they were thinking of leaving the workshop before it was done because they were getting bored. And I thought, I thought, okay, that, you know, embrace that rather than, you know, throw rocks at them and tell them to get back to work and get in there and enjoy something. Enjoy it, even if it hurts. Um, I thought, no, that's a, that's a legit thing. And I kind of felt like, uh, uh, having more than one thing happening at once uh, was was a, an optimal deal because I think it is possible that like if something's going to take uh, two or three days to build, that you might not want to be there the full time, but instead wander around to two or three other projects that are being built. Yeah. And some of them are only going for an hour, some of them are going for a day, some of them are going to go for a week. And um, so that's what we did. We tried to... I, I think we tried to have five plates spinning at any one time, and um, I think the lowest we ever got down to was one or two, but those were fairly brief. And um, and Kyle was saying something about, like, sometimes, you know, we got onto a, a sidetrack of a sidetrack, and and rather than uh, having a plate spun up, it was uh, – but I thought even those were, like – I think there was, there was some really good content there, but it's like the the ATC is about hands-on. Yeah. So with all that said, let's jump into it. Let's let's get to Jennifer's list. She went and she made a list of all the things. Oh, Jim's waving like crazy. What? What? You yes, there's uh a- Yeah, so Jim, Jim's pointing out there are other people in the room who elected to not be in the podcast but thanks for pointing them out.
5: <laughs>
1: so, so there are there, there are a bunch of other people that are here for the event. Just like when we did the PDC, not everybody, we did the PDC podcast. Not everybody who was in the PDC wanted to be in the podcast. And so there's people who are on the outskirts that are kind of like, in fact, I think that there's a bunch of students that are not even in the room right now. Thousands. So. Thousands, okay. Thousands, okay. Oh. Some of
11: us are the peanut gallery and we enjoy it. <laughs>
1: okay, all right. So, Jennifer made a list of all the things we did, and there's going to be a few little frosting bits that are things that we hope to finish by tomorrow. So, Jennifer, what's first?
8: Okay, so the first thing we need to talk about is the glass-melting rocket forge prototype and the solar glass-melting prototype. So... One of our main goals was glass recycling, and we came up with prototypes for two ways to do that, if somebody wants to talk about those.
1: Well, the big thing is, is that with each ATC, I get to pick one thing. I get to make a a list of all of the things that I think would be cool ATC projects during the ATC, but um, uh I leave everything else to the instructors and the students. And and uh Mud's made it clear that he likes to do something on like the first day to get let all the students vote on what are the kinds of experiences that they want. And I'm surprised uh at the kinds of things people ask for. Uh, but with each ATC I get to ask for one thing that I definitely get to get and and this time it was about a glass recycling thing. So um a lot of people might remember the 2017 ATC uh, I asked for um uh the the giant solar food dehydrator which we which we have and um and this year the, the glass recycling now there's two ways to 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 do this. There's two ways that that are theoretically going to be provided by the end of tomorrow. And and I think they're both in a relatively prototype stage, but we're getting closer and closer with each passing day. So one of those is we've got a Fresnel lens, which is just a super dangerous thing. And uh, I, th- I think I saw you guys trying to make toast, although whoever puts butter on the bread before they toast it Is that what? Did I see that correctly? You guys put the butter on the bread and then tried to. Do do people do that? Okay. Flux. Oh, I see. So, um, they managed, so they put it on a block of wood, and it's like, who wants to eat a piece of toast after it's been on a block of wood? But somebody did eat that, right? Yeah. We didn't waste any food. Okay. So, um, uh, I do know that the the block of wood uh, caught fire, um, and that it did it. I know the butter melted like instantly. Yeah. Uh, and did the toast ever get brown? I mean, I don't know if it can with all that butter on it.
10: It got the toast got um, a soft, warm and soft and buttery, which is the whole point of toast. Uh, I didn't actually, I didn't actually catch it on fire like I did the stump. So I was testing the finesse of the system.
1: So my granddad had a friend over when I was a kid. He had a friend over from Sweden. And he was confused by the concept of the toaster. He's like, let me see if I understand this correctly. You take perfectly good bread, and you put it in a machine that makes your bread stale.
10: (laughs) That that has always struck me as odd, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Perhaps it was
10: a a giant butter melter. See, that's the highest use of that piece of equipment is to melt
1: butter.
8: No.
1: Did anybody get burned by the Fresnel Lens? I mean, I do kind of feel like it's just a death ray looking for somebody to kill. No, no. And I did see people carrying it in such a way that I thought, whoa, no, no, you're going to burn yourself. So, um <clears throat> but I thought, I, okay, so nobody got hurt. <clears throat> Yay. And, uh uh but I, I do know we melted some glass. Yes. Did we melt glass with the Fresnel lens? I think...
10: Melted glass. Josiah melted glass with the Fresnel lens.
1: Alright, Um and, uh, the other one, we had a rocket, we're trying to make a rocket forge, and we're trying to add in, like, a secondary melt glass option to the rocket forge, and we do have some serious progress. I'm looking at some of the melt, m- molten glass art that we have now, um, but I think that with the Fresnel lens, we need to bump it up to be insulated, and, uh, and then we're gonna need to, like, heat the glass and reheat it and reheat it and reheat it and then and then it'll melt I think and but that's going to be some experimenting for tomorrow. So anybody else have any other comments about um, recycling glass? The idea is that we could take our broken glass feed it into something and get back glass tiles. Uh, Jocelyn has also made a request for uh, different kinds of pucks that she would use in fermentations. Um, and she thought that would be a pretty useful thing, and maybe we'll do that later. But right now, I'm I'm shooting for the tiles, uh, glass tiles. Anything else? Nope.
10: We did manage to uh, melt glass uh, pretty uh, consistently uh, using uh, a, uh, a piece of uh, board of um, of ceramic board stuck in through the. Uh, through feed tube of a rocket heater uh, which has some promise for being able to build this as an add-on for any rocket heater rather than being something that you have to specially design into uh, the original build or you can't use it, which I think is actually a lot more use than a really good one that is a specialty thing that people never build.
1: So the idea is, is that you would put a fire brick inside the burn tunnel... And then you would uh, slide a tray with broken glass in, and it would have to be a ceramic tray, uh, and set it on top of the fire brick, and then start your fire. And then when the next day that you go to start a fire or next time you start to go to start, you could pull the tray out and there should be a glass tile in it. And so we've got uh one example of having done that and it looks like that worked really well. Um, wasn't but I still like to get the solar one working with the Fresnel lens. I mean it would be nice to be able to have a function for a Fresnel lens other than hurting people. Hmm. Um and butter. And hurting butter, that dangerous, dangerous butter. Much more, it did much more damage to the butter than it did to the glass. So,
8: we'll work on it. All right. Well, and we also succeeded a bit with the forge aspect of it. um, In terms of, we heated up some rebar, and we were able to get it hot enough to pound flat into a cold chisel that we then sharpened up. So that was also somewhat successful.
1: Yeah. Our need for broadswords is kind of big, too. We should probably get some of those going. Um, what? No? Nothing? I don't think you need a broadsword. No, oh. Damascus steel. That, oh. that may take a few years to perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we got to start somewhere. Yeah. I, I guess we just have to win these battles with cold chisels until, <laughs> until we can and get the... Butter. Yeah, and melted butter. You know, the melted butter attack uh but okay uh yeah and and the forge so we got we got the forge to function, but the forge that we we have i mean we were able to get it to like a red a red hot, but not because Ernie and Erica had that one rocket mass here that was ceramic fiber, and they were getting yellow hot like in thirty seconds, and so we got my understanding is we got to red hot in about two minutes, and so uh it would be nice to be able to do this a little bit faster. About two minutes. About um, two minutes is what I heard. Yeah. Okay, so two minutes. It
5: seemed longer.
1: <laughs> the the watched pot and the boiling and things? Yeah, okay. I
8: All was right. holding the anvil while they hammered the thing, so that's yeah. maybe why my two minutes
1: the, seemed long. That was and, and technically, that was not an anvil. Right, <laughs> no. That was like...
8: It Here, was a bit of salvage railroad.
1: <laughs> let's let's enter Mr. Rogers' Land of Make Believe and we'll pretend this is an anvil. Only remember Jennifer is not an anvil. She's just trying to hold it all together, so don't smack her. All right. And so, no one did. And no one did. Oh good. Good. All that right. was that was good human discipline there.
8: So, um the second thing on our list is the rocket hot water heater which was rebuilt for oh, our yeah. showers.
1: Okay, so who knows about that? Who wants to talk about that? Mud. Mud? You want to do it, Mud? Sure. Alright, I'm going to hand this to you.
10: See, I think that the, that the, uh, uh, rocket water heater was definitely a success. Um, when we now we had
1: two of them, so which one was it?
10: So the one for the showers uh, was misbehaving in that it was uh, spitting out soot rather than hot clear gases. So it was clogging the uh, the, the works uh, up inside of the uh, the heat exchanger around the water tank uh, and covering everything with black gick, uh, which isn't Very photogenic, I guess. So um, uh, we uh, took it apart and we tested the uh, the uh, rocket J tube against another one uh, to see if we could see where the problem was was the problem with the with the burn unit or was the problem with the uh with the uh water heater uh assembly and uh it was a bit of both we ended up uh, uh doubling the length of the heat riser uh and insulating it uh a, a second time around uh and um, and we ended up putting uh a uh, taller feed tube on it so that uh, you could use full length wood without it like falling out half burned and um, and so that was much a much stronger engine for the whole thing and then we um, uh, added a second chimney to it we used the uh, the aircrete uh, double insulated chimney that the uh, honeydew guy had built here last year as a demo because um, it's a nice inexpensive insulated chimney for low temperature uh, sort of stuff uh, not convinced yet about high temperature stuff with it but it works very well if you want good draw on your final chimney where it's not very hot anymore um, and uh, and it really helps pull the hot gases through so that there's no soot there's no creosote uh, and the water heats up really nicely and we have showers so really happy with that.
1: And you added some safety features too, right? Uh, we're working with Fred on that. That's still, that's still coming. Okay, okay. So, uh, I had one giant complaint about the way it was before. And that is that, uh, it was set up so that the wood feed was placed underneath the belly of the hot water heater. And then the exhaust came out from that exact same spot. So then it would kind of blacken the outside of the belly a little bit and then people would would say my husband won't let me make a, a build a rocket mass heater in the house because he saw pictures where the J tube style would smoke up and blacken what was above it and they referenced a picture of this hot water heater and it's kind of like no that's that's not from the wood feed that's from the so all right all right, um so it's like okay, we gotta you know we gotta we gotta change the design of this so that way, if there's a picture of it, no one's going to say that ever again and um now, the other thing was is that uh uh for some reason, they wanted the water tank fairly low to the ground, and so they built a stubby uh uh riser. Which means that you have to have a stubby wood feed, uh, cause the riser must always be at least three times taller than the wood feed. And so, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that, that you guys put a full-size riser on that. In fact, I think it's a little taller than is required. And now you can have a full-size proper wood feed. And, uh, you rebuilt it so it's even more insulated and it's just, uh, burns so much cleaner and better. Uh, and things like that, and now also there was uh there was all that black staining from when it was the exhaust was just pouring out of the belly before, and it was outdoors, so it's kind of like you know I guess it's not that big of a deal, but uh and then I saw that you guys did a whole bunch of work to kind of clean that, and then I saw a picture that Mark put up where that was all like now it's like been painted black. What did you use for the paint paint? Oh, oh. I, I have paint? <laughs> you have paint. We decided to use it up for you. We oh, decided I... decided to help you get rid of the paint that you had. Getting, <laughs> yeah. There was some mystery paint, and now it's gone. Showing okay. You, uh, it's gone.
9: Showing the boots which paint not to use on the on the property.
1: Okay. Don't use this paint. Yeah. And then you're somebody's excited. like, yeah. hey, I think I'll use this paint. Yeah. All right. So now now the paint is used up. All right. Good. Because... Um,
10: we did put... Uh, a, a, a video up on P- uh, Permis. There's a video tour. There's a video tour of the, uh, uh of the new, uh, water, uh, shower rocket, uh, on Permis. So you want to oh, check that out. It's on
1: cool. the ATC one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I don't nice think, paint job. I don't think I've seen that video, but, um, uh, I, I, I was kind of thinking like, oh, did we get enough pictures of it when it was all opened up? Because a lot of people have asked about that, like what's it like when you open it up? What's in there? So, <laughs> so hopefully there won't be any soot anymore. Um there probably will be, but hopefully there won't be. Uh, alright, so the rocket, that rocket water heater uh, is now working quite good. There is still an issue of, like, somebody decided to run a fire in it for two hours. Now, the, the, the big thing is this is a pressurized water heater, which can be very dangerous. And so we've got uh, two check valves. Um, and uh, And normally it takes, like, about, I've heard about 45 minutes in the past. How long does it take now to heat it up? Is it still about 45 minutes? Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like 45 minutes to get hot water for a bunch of showers. And then um, uh, so uh, one of the problems we had is that somebody ran a fire in it for two hours, and that put so much pressure on the tank that it pushed the water backwards until it hit the cold water. Then if somebody went in and tried to take a shower, they could choose between scalding hot and scalding hot. And so I think uh, some of the equipment that came in would be to prevent that from ever happening again.
10: We are installing a thermostatic valve on it, which uh, limits the temperature that the water can come out by adding cold water to it So, uh, and, a, uh, and a check valve. So we should have a maximum temperature of about 110 that the water can come out on you at. Okay,
1: good. What's next on the list?
8: All right. Next is Metal Shop with Jim. So Jim showed us how to scrounge and salvage a lot of different bits of metal and make cool, useful tools out of them. So we made cold chisels, we made draw knives, and we made um, what he refers to as Ike Spikes, which are railroad spikes that have been formed into coat hangers. And various people made various bits of things in Metal Shop But those were coat hooks. Yes, thank you. Not, yeah, (laughs) not like clothes hangers, but coat hooks to go on your wall, which are awesome. Um, so that was metal shop with Jim. And we also did wood shop with Jim. (laughs) So, and there we made window screens for Allerton Abbey, which is the wofati. We made shop stools, wooden signs. We made, um, an ergonomic handle for Jocelyn to use in her chest refrigerator because everyone wants Jocelyn to be happy all the time. Um we built thanks, thanks everybody. <laughs> we built a hand washing sink, um a Jenkins composting toilet, steps for the solar leviathan, and Jim made some really evil little snapper puzzles, as he calls them, <laughs> which I will let him explain to you. But much was made in metal and wood shop.
1: Okay, I think the first thing is is that everybody who wanted to learn how to weld got a chance to weld. Yeah. And, uh, is there anybody that felt like they got left out, like they didn't get a chance to weld? Anybody? Arc welding tomorrow. Oh, more, more arc welding tomorrow. Cause I think, I think early on everybody got a chance to weld. Uh, I was super impressed to see people doing gas welding. I think that's like a forgotten art. It was the first kind of welding I learned how to do. And when I came down one day, there was Jim laying down a roll of nickels. I was like, that is some damn fine gas welding there. But we also did uh, a a couple of different kinds of uh, arc welding. And later we could talk about the repair cafe where one of our uh, MIG welders was repaired. And it turned out to be silly, but but it's now uh, operational again. Uh, But uh, one of the things was is it's kind of like I kind of – thought that a lot of the students when they got here were kind of like all wanting to do rather advanced things and then it's like okay let's find out what the students want and how to vote. i thought the voting system was amazing it's like everybody here's a list of all the things that are possible and everybody gets to have two o's meaning oh 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 i want to do that and then uh and you have as many yeses as you want and then everything else is assumed to be a meh, like you're not, you know, you don't care. If it happens, it does, you know, whatever. So um, there was a lot of interest in some of the basics. There was a lot of in- interest in basic woodworking and basic metalworking. And um, uh, did everybody get a chance to run the plasma cutter? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um we also got uh that new uh some, some new power shears. I think those are pretty cool. Uh um and but of course when you're going to attack a barrel, I still think uh the best thing is gonna be the plasma cutter and the second best thing is gonna be a and that's I I you know but I didn't hear much of this, but a grinder. Did, did people yeah, do people still use an angle grinder to cut oh, barrels? Yeah. Oh, they did. Okay. Uh, Lots of angle grinding. grinding. I kind of think the plasma cutter is probably the best for a barrel. But, hey, you know, uh, to each their own. I just feel like the angle grinder is so loud. And all right. All right. So I'm wandering off topic. What of all the things that Jennifer just listed off, does anybody have anything to say about any of those? I mean, that was, almost all of that was last week. It was kind of like, yeah. let's get you warmed up to get onto the big stuff. And it does seem like, I think everybody would agree that like our, our overall velocity these last two days is like probably three or four times greater than the first couple of days. Does that seem about right? Lots of nodding. You know, the pod people cannot hear you when you nod, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, anybody have any comments about that stuff? That list.
8: I have a little bit of a comment. So um, I came into this relatively new to, um, like, power tools and heavy equipment and stuff, so I really appreciated the ramp-up. Um, and Jim, in particular, got us right in there using, like, the oxyacetylene t- torch and the, the saws and all of that. And then, like, the people who were more advanced could go work on cool projects and figure stuff out. But those of us who needed shop got shop. And then yep. we were able to ramp up into the cool projects.
1: And I, th- yeah. you know, and I kind of feel like a lot of this, stuff like the thing because before you've done any welding it seems like that's somebody probably needs to go to school for two years to learn how to do that yes and so but i think that the reality is is that once you've spent about 45 seconds doing it it's like Oh, this is this is not that big a deal. This yeah. is actually so. So yeah, you're saying yes. Yeah, I'm yeah.
8: saying yes. Like the, I sort of assumed that if I touched the welder, it would melt me into a puddle of goo and burn my eyes out or something. But no, it wasn't a big deal.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
8: Mark.
6: Also, it was really nice. Uh, Jim showed everybody all of the not only the tips and tricks for all the different tools, but also the safety and precaution side of things so that you wouldn't get melted into a pool of goo. Uh, so that was good, you know. And that- it was good to go through the safety part of it first, and then when you started using tools you hadn't seen before or touched before, they weren't or quite had, so scary. Know
3: all the nuances. Yeah. Right. I also say we fixed a billion things here this last week. We're getting a to lot that. Of them electrical. Yeah. We haven't got to that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming, coming soon. I, I
1: also got a bunch of extra uh, welding helmets, the auto darkening helmets. Yeah. I see everybody nodding and saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we need more? that's infrastructure maybe a few more <laughs> maybe a few more okay because like how many do we have now like four yeah five or yeah. six five or six okay so
3: we need we need like what maybe two more or something yeah. like that yeah, okay you can go Big class and everybody would want to be on it and you can't look at that stuff Yeah. Without a helmet.
1: We found it was pretty handy, too, and we're starting to use the Fresnel lens to melt glass because it's like, you can't look at that. You got to, you got to, so we're getting the welding helmets out to look at the solar stuff.
8: Absolutely.
1: All right. What's next?
8: All right. Next is we rebuilt a cell of the berm shed, which currently had, well, sort of nothing in it or on it. It was not a cell. It was just an empty space.
1: Right, so uh last fall we uh we had a, a workshop and uh to rebuild the bermshed shed and um, comedy, uh and and but Mark was here for that. And Mark came back here for the ATC and he saw it and he, uh, we've made some progress. So Fred and the Boots have, uh, taken it a little bit further, but there's still a lot more to be done. And Mark said when he first arrived, like, he aches to move it a little further forward. And so, uh, several people got in on the build and, uh, so one more cell was built. Uh, Mark, did you, you have anything to add?
6: Um, yeah, it was it was really nice to be able to get back into it. Josiah was helping me out with things, and I was showing him the, the little bit that I knew. And, uh, yeah, definitely nice to improve, you know, the overall completion rate of it and, and move it along. So it looks a lot nicer in the new format relative to the old one. You know, a lot sturdier and, you know, higher up so you can fit more things in there. So that's coming along.
1: Cool. Now, uh, a quick thought is that... Uh, During the ATC, we had Fred and Three Boots are in the boot camp program right now, and they jumped in to help with little bits and bobs here and there. I think that I heard that uh, sometimes you're in the middle of building something and your workspace got cleaned while you were working. (laughs) And uh, I think uh, it helps to improve your overall acceleration and it helps keep everything tidy. Um, uh, For a lot of events, you know, we'll end up spending months cleaning up afterwards, but I'm kind of thinking that the ATC has never done that to us and so it looks like we're in pretty tidy shape right now um plus the being a boot in the boot camp during the a t c means that you get to get a lot of experience and I think that the the boots were very pleased to to uh work on all of your dregs um so whatever whatever you guys stepped away from. And I think there were a couple of times you guys may have known that the Boots wanted to do something, and you elected to step away so that they could play. And uh, that's totally legit. If you want to do that, throw them a bone. But I heard from them that they had a great time and lots of fun. And this is probably a good time to point out that there are two spots available in the boot camp program, and Jennifer's going to occupy a spot that'll take us up to four, and Josiah is going to occupy a spot for, and, for a little while, and then uh, then when, then we'll be back down to two, because uh, we we max out at six. Lots more to say about that, but that's another podcast for another day. All right, what's next on the list?
8: Okay, so next on the list is the pitcher pump on a 55-gallon drum for remote water supply. So many of the students wanted to learn about hand pumps and pitcher pumps and living off-grid and all that jazz. So Jim took us through installing a pitcher pump onto a drum so that you can take it anywhere and have water.
1: Right, so it's, it's on the drum. Then you could kind of like and this is this comes back to the thing about one person pumps and another person can wash their hands, or you could wash one hand, <laughs> then pump with the other hand. Anyway, anyway,
0: there is timing on it. You can do a pump and catch two hands worth of water if you're coordinated.
1: <laughs> so it's about building some skills too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, other skills, you know, just just how to play with water skills. Okay. Um, uh But it's it exists It's there Yes And it, you could use it To wash your hands With the Or, or if you develop These skills Or have a friend Yes <laughs>
6: Or you can You know It has a notch Where you can hang A bucket onto it So if you're needing A little bit of water And you have a larger Storage bin Like the barrel You can use that Or have the bucket Hanging off of it Do a couple pumps Wash your hands In that water That's in the bucket now And then use it For something else
1: I kind of, I do think that uh, we've got uh, several, a few different spots that have the foot pumps. Like we go up into Willow Bank, we have a little sink in there, and there's a bucket of water underneath and a foot pump, and you just give it a couple little pumps, you get enough water to kind of wash your hands, and it drains into um, the the big artifact from last year, which is a um, mulch pit. And so we've got a lovely mulch pit up there. How those willow trees looking up there? They're looking pretty happy. They're looking pretty, they're like they're going to get big and beefy. Um, and so uh, this uh part of it's the, the mulch pit. But I kind of, I like the foot pump. I think it's kind of fun. I kind of feel like, why can't we have this like in all restrooms? I mean, now they've got that whole eyeball thing that rarely ever works. Mm. Look, I'm holding my hand there.
8: Wash it. Give me the water. Damn it. What's wrong with you?
1: So the foot pump is pretty direct. I like I like the foot pump.
8: So the foot pump is definitely more efficient, but I feel that the pitcher pump allows you to pretend that you're in an episode of, like, Little House on the Prairie, which is its main advantage. Oh, okay. It's an aesthetic I, thing. Well,
1: and the pitcher pump's going to move a lot more water. Absolutely. The, the foot pump's kind of designed to, like, let's go real easy on the water. Yeah, yeah.
8: All right. All right, next, next on the list, um we have sort of made an occupied flag for the Willow Bank. Um because it's a bit awkward, the Willow Bank is essentially the um Well, hopefully you all know what a willow feeder is If you're listening to this podcast But it's the willow feeder And sometimes multiple people would like to use it at the same time And you have to go up and kind of stare at the door From a few inches away To see if someone (laughs) has, you know, moved it To where it says vacant or occupied And we would like to not do that anymore So Kay has been designing a flag That will pop up And you can see from down in the auditorium Whether anyone is currently using it And that flag currently functions But you have to do it manually, and we hope to have it attached to the door latch at some point, but we haven't quite got there.
1: Okay, we have to leave it manual. We have to take it down before the event. Because if it's manual, that means it doesn't do anything. I agree. Okay.
4: No, I agree. We're we're trying to figure out a way to hook it to the the slidey door thing without also constricting you so that you must stay eternally in the bathroom. I mean, Willow Feeder.
1: (laughs) Is, Is there a bathtub in there?
4: Uh, I haven't not found that. it yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm if scared of the one I saw, so I so. Yeah. I don't think that was it. I, I'm not gonna use that one.
1: So maybe somebody needs to give us like a little two-inch bathtub that we can mount inside there, <laughs> and then we could call it a bathroom. <laughs> but but okay, uh, <clears throat> we've we've had a few conversations about it. I've I kind of think that there needs to be something so that w- <laughs> when you open the door, then and and the last idea we had when you weren't. I think you weren't here. You were up on the uh, uh, lab building a culture with the excavator. And uh, so today I I thought, what if you open the door and it pushes out like a second door that has green on it and then um, it kind of like ratchets it open so that it stays open, but it's got a little bit of spring action or a weight on it or something such that when you go inside, so when when you come out, it pushes this little door out so it's green, and it's kind of like a green flag. And then um, when you go inside and you close the door and then you activate the latch, then it pops the spring thing. It it, it, it triggers it to, cl- to come back closed again, and on the other side it shows red. So that way if you're down here and you look up there, you'll see the red or the green.
4: Wouldn't that also trigger when you leave? How would when- you keep it from...
1: So when you leave, then you've unlatched the door, right? Yeah. So now the little click, 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 click thing is, is now working.
4: Yeah.
1: And so what I'm, what I'm thinking is that when you latch the door, it pulls the click, click, click thing out so it doesn't work anymore. And so then it, and then it comes back to where it's, it's showing red. Anyway, so that was my oh. idea. Okay, so it's, that has potential, maybe. But we're agreed that if we can't get something to function, if we depend on human discipline, the whole system's a fail. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's
9: next?
8: All right, so while we're on the topic of Kay's projects, Kay built a hugo culture bed with the excavator that she loves so much.
9: Yay.
4: <laughs> Yay. That was fun, but it's not tall enough. It's only like seven feet tall, and it really should be much, much taller, but... I kind of ran out of dirt. I think the earth is now devoid of dirt. No, wait, it's not devoid of dirt. But I didn't know where to take any more dirt from, and I didn't want to mess up someplace that's not my place. So I... I stopped at the seven feet because I can get the BB from the seven feet, but I still feel like it should be piled up another seven feet. It's and like
1: everyone, as long as you're driving an excavator, why the fuck not?
5: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we didn't
4: all have to go to dinner and I wouldn't be responsible for everyone missing dinner, then I might have just... It was very hard to get off of the excavator and stop scooping.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are they are pretty cool. All right, what's next on the list?
8: All right, um, so we're getting more into the electrical stuff. Um, we installed 120-volt plugs and switches um, which was cool and then someone added something to my list that I can't read electric, oh electric safety we covered electric safety and how not to you know, kill yourself while installing those plugs and switches and for people who had never played with electricity before I think that was kind of cool like you think it's all mystery, death juice and then you get to install some things and it's like okay, demystified
1: yeah, not so bad
8: not so bad um, and we picked tons of appliances in the repair cafe. Um, and I don't even know what all those appliances were. So if people want to talk about those.
1: So maybe we needed to have make a list before the podcast.
8: Okay, well. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> I have a list for you if you want it.
8: Okay, yeah, right. there is a list. So there like, are lists. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, all right. Uh, I know that the lamp in my office mysteriously died like two days before the ATC started. Right. And so I brought my lamp, which is an old friend that has been with me for like seven years. And this is this is the lamp that I use for um, doing the how I cut 87% off my electric heat bill. And it's a magnificent thing. And it's like, oh, old friend. Oh, no. So uh, I thought, well, it would be good for the repair cafe. So I brought it down. And now that lamp is working great. And then there was another lamp that Jocelyn gave me for Christmas a couple years ago. It lasted for 30 seconds before the uh, the mechanism... For turning it on and off, basically crumbled. Right. Um, and uh, I haven't actually plugged that one back in, but I'm told they're both. I've tested my lamp because I brought my old friend back right away, and it works great, better than ever before. It is, it is, it is uh, better than new. Um, so there's, there's that. I know that there was a, a a small crock pot that Jocelyn used a lot that was dead. And, um, uh, and I think it was pretty much thought to be like garbage and, uh, it was brought back to life. I know that there was a hot water urn, an insulated hot water urn, which, by the way, that the ATC two years ago attempted to repair twice and failed. But, uh, I believe you guys have, been using it ever since for about a week now, yeah. right? You've been yeah. using it's been working great, working like a fine. champ. Yeah. All right, so this ATC, uh, you have gloating rights over the 2017 ATC. What else? What else was repaired? I think a uh, drill was repaired, wasn't it? We got a
11: drill. Um, still waiting for parts to show up for that, but we got it all diagnosed and taken apart. It's just one screw and it's back together. And it's and fixed. Was,
1: and that was a cordless drill, right?
11: Yep, yeah, it was a cordless drill. Uh-huh. Um, we also did a shop vac and learned how to put brushes and motors and how to sand armatures down and all that good stuff.
1: So we had a, it's a special ash vac, shop vac. It's a specialty yep. thing, all metal parts, uh, no plastic. And uh, it just kind of stopped working, but um, it sounds like it needed a fair bit of love.
11: It needed lots of love.
1: Yeah. So. And had, is it running again?
11: Uh, it was running, um Sad to say, in the end, we decided that it needs to find a new home <laughs> somewhere with recyclers. Okay. Um, we had it running. It ran for about 20 minutes after we put it together, and the armature we come to find out still had some nicks in it that were just too deep to repair.
1: Okay. All right. All right. What else?
10: uh, we, uh the buggy. Uh, buggy. Okay. We did the redid the uh, fridge. Got. Okay. Reduce the amount of electricity that the fridge is using just by doing regular maintenance on it. Yeah um, We went through the couple of the refrigerators here on the grounds
11: and uh, Just show people how to do yearly maintenance semi-yearly maintenance on refrigerators Because a lot of people here didn't realize you're supposed to clean the coils under the fridge how to clean the coils in the freezer just had to go through and inspect them every so often. So we had what lots of fun. What did it do to the electric? What did it do to the, how much electric it uses? Oh, it dropped a good 10 15% off the electric bill um, just by cleaning it out.
1: Nice, nice. Was there anything else in the repair cafe that got repaired? Did
4: somebody say something about a
1: welder? Oh, there was a whacker. weed whacker. Yes, oh, yeah. we fixed it. Who wants to talk about the weed whacker? That was me. Okay.
4: I did that. I forgot. Um, the weed whacker had previously been used to to stuff it in a barrel of straw and whack it all to pieces so that it could be used for cob. And we took got the screws out and looked at it, and we tested all the parts. But um, it had straw stuck in the armature where the brushes wanted to hit, but they couldn't because there was straw in there. And so actually we pulled the straw out by carefully rotating it and, and, and got all the straw out, and then it was working again. It was just straw in the works.
7: Did,
1: did you ever uh, give it like a, a screen door?
4: Um, we you should give it a screen door if you're gonna use it for the straw again, but oh. that that can reduce the air intake. So if you're mm-hmm. not using it for the straw, then you don't want to. So it's like a an, uh, you can put it on and take it off.
1: Okay, okay, all right. Anything else from the repair cafe? Oh, yeah, the, we uh, repaired a water pump on the
11: fire truck. Mm-hmm. Um, cleaned out all the rocks and did a bunch of service work on that. Learned how to do that. Um do we get to the electric buggies yet? I uh,
8: think they're uh, on the list. Okay. I think yeah. I think while
1: we're talking about the fire truck did everybody who wanted to run the fire hose get a chance? Yes.
8: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. there were some people where it turned out the the fire hose was a little much. Uh and it was they they couldn't hold it up without the hose like like losing their ground and and the the hose starting to pinch and buckle. So, um uh it is it's is powerful thrust, isn't it?
6: Yes. It's like 300 PSI.
1: Is that what it was? It's, it's, yeah, and there's, and the thing is, is that we fill up the fire truck, and then you go and you run that hose for about four minutes, and then the, the truck is empty. Yeah. And it, it goes through that water fast. And, uh, uh, we were kind of, uh, wondering if we put, um, somebody small on the hose, if they'd go, you know, flying around at the end of the hose like a, a water weenie. And she manned off. So, so yeah, Jackie did a good job. Um, uh, Cade did it. Did, did it seemed like it was fine.
4: Oh, it was fun. I should have jumped to see if I could fly around. I wish I had.
1: <laughs> you might have. I mean, it's got some push through it, some thrust.
4: We also fixed
8: the welder.
0: Right, um, Something that had been left in the back of the workshop for several years And it took a quarter turn on a tensioner to fix it, so that really it doesn't count for very much. And then later on, Rodney and, and company diagnosed it, and we cleaned it up and got it to work even better.
1: Okay. Awesome.
8: And a couple of the bigger projects that were repaired, um, the steering on the bad boy buggy was fixed and the propane generator was repaired, which I believe Rodney took point on both of those.
1: So first the bad boy buggy. What was wrong with it? Uh, the bad boy buggy.
11: Uh, this is rather rocky train, and the steering was just not quite designed for this environment. So we went through and tried to put it back together as per manufacturer's design. And then we decided that, well, if it broke before, returning it back to how the manufacturer did it really was not a good idea. So, with a little help from the, the uh, crowd here, we majorly beefed it up. Okay. So, we took what was a little piece of aluminum, and it is now two pieces of quarter-inch plate steel sandwiching this aluminum. So, I'll guarantee the part we fixed will not break. Everything around it buggy is going to fall apart, but that little section is going to be there for many decades. Okay. Okay. Anything else on the bad boy buggy? Um, Yeah, we did some electrical work on it. Uh, Taught people how to do some testing and track down electrical phantom errors. And we actually got the four-wheel drive working good. It's been reliable for the last week,
1: week and a half. That's right. The four-wheel drive was not functioning before, and so then you got it functioning again.
11: Yep. We showed everybody how to use voltmeters and how to start tracing circuits and logic of where it goes. How to maintain batteries um we did that with the solar system we did that with the bad boy buggy we did that with the
1: electric tractor And maybe we should explain that the bad boy buggy is kind of like a golf cart with camo coloring and, yeah. it's, and a, it's for hunters
11: it's an easy go golf cart um easy go makes it but it's four wheel drive and it's got a lift kit on it so it'll go over 10 inch rocks no problem
1: yeah um, and it's 30 horsepower. I, I think it's way over... I mean, we did use it for skidding logs uh, when we first had it, and it just ate up the axles on it, and we just got tired of replacing axles, so we kind of uh, decided it's light duty only, but the steering was weird enough that we were worried about it being used, and so we kind of... And then when the four-wheel drive stopped working, then it was kind of like there were places where suddenly it wouldn't go anymore, because it had only four, uh, front-wheel drive. So um, Anyway, alright, so now it's it's back come on but now it's got uh there's another similar rig that we call the polaris it's a an ev yes um i have a polaris ev
11: and it's a nice rig and it's got some phantom electrical issues in it that i believe are in the controller that is all sealed watertight glued together so we can't get in it to fix it and we're still trying to figure out how to mickey mouse around that Okay, so we might just end up having to buy a manufactured part, which we really
1: don't want to do, yeah, it sounds like that part would be crazy expensive, and it would be so expensive that we might just decide to take it up, take the Polaris up to the boneyard,
11: yeah, um, at some point, you just have to say things are dead, they just cost too much economics to repair, yeah, and that's something that's on the borderline,
1: yeah, yeah. All right, what's next on the list?
8: All right, the final repair was that someone fixed our Internet, which we really
5: appreciated. <laughs>
11: <laughs> yeah, the Internet was uh, fixed by a cast of people. Uh, we moved the antenna up about six feet in elevation, so it now goes over top of the trees and over top of the hugo cultures that were made blocking its site. Uh, we ended up moving the location of the router and taught a lot of people how to move routers and how that works how radio signals transmit and uh then we had our traveling it department come through and do some reconfigurations on it because after we moved it we found out we tweaked a few things we shouldn't have touched
1: oops (laughs) oops it's all running now. All running now. Okay.
8: All right. Um, Next on the list is that we went up to the lab, and we all learned how to make cob and cobbed a wall of Allerton Abbey, which was super fun. Um, And then hopefully tomorrow we will be able to put a finish coat on that and learn a little bit more about plasters, which is cool.
1: So I think the finish coat is going to be a, a milk paint, Right.
8: Well, no. there's, so there's the finish coat of cob, like we're doing. Plaster. Yeah, a plaster, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then the actual paint that we hope to put on it, which maybe won't happen tomorrow because it's going to need time to dry, is going to be a milk paint, um, which we've been experience, uh, experimenting with making, which, um, won't impart a color to it, but we'll just seal it off so it doesn't dust and make it nice looking.
3: Or
10: lime. Or lime. We might do lime. Okay.
8: And we also, we did make a lime wash that we applied to the library garage wall here at base camp um, because a lot of us were interested in learning how to make uh, whitewash or lime wash, same thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. So interesting thing, uh, the lime wash, uh, you put it on and it looks like it barely changed the color of the wood. And so we were putting it on raw wood. And it's like, it looks just slightly whiter than what it's like. Are we going to put like 200 coats of this on to get it to be white? But the amazing magical thing happens is that you let it dry and then it becomes quite white. It's it's definitely a coat. And um, you could probably get by with just one. But um, uh, if you, the more coats you put on, then the, the whiter it gets. It's just a, a lime wash. It's uh, uh, pretty cool.
6: Yeah, and the, the boots put another coat on, I guess, today, and I took a look at oh. that, and it's a brilliant white now. Oh, wow. So it's impressive, just looking around the corner. It's it's night and day from when we started, so there might be two or three coats total on yeah. there, and you can't tell that it's like solid
1: white. Yeah, I know the boots put on a second coat, because, like, on the first coat, a lot of people went up there, and they are all excited, like, let's play with this stuff and uh it was a little bit like you know man i should have charged everybody a quarter <laughs> you know and it's like because demand was high but then it's like everybody's like well been there did that bought the shirt and they're and so then the boots are up there putting on the second coat and uh so if they put on a third coat yeah that's yeah, going to be
9: we just put a third coat on before suckers name in the boots Okay. And it's looking pretty
1: good. Yeah, I thought it looked really nice uh, when I saw it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking looking great.
9: It's really blending now. It's
1: looking all pretty solid, one color. Awesome. And
10: lime is a very inexpensive, very uh, biocompatible. You're not screwing up a whole bunch of things with chemicals in order to put something on, and then you don't have to scrape it down to put the next coat on in a couple of years. Um, it, it, it It's one of those things that... It requires a little bit of maintenance so we don't do it so much anymore but it really uh, it allows the wood to breathe so everything lasts longer while not allowing it to be in the Sun and rotting in the rain so uh, I really like using lime wash uh, you can use lime plasters too but it's uh, that requires more skill um, and uh, and more work than just brushing on a little bit of uh, wash every so often
8: Um, I also wanted to say I have a degree of chemical sensitivity that makes it really difficult for me to use paints, and the lime wash was completely harmless for me to use. It was fun to use, so that was really nice. I
1: think, you know, rather than having this list, we could just do some analysis on your skirt. I think everything (laughs) from this property is, like, all over it, and so... Uh, It seems like, oh, we could tell where you've been, like, the last five, six days.
8: This is my souvenir skirt. I like (laughs) to carry pieces of everywhere I've been attached to this skirt.
1: I, I saw a picture of Allerton Abbey, and there you were, like, sitting down, and you had, like, you know cob all over it and I remember that it was like there's a big red blotch on your butt and it's like oh did you sit on that thing that Matt Walker made and and so yes you did.
8: That was a somewhat less successful natural paint I guess <laughs> yeah. that did indeed transfer semi-permanently to my skirt.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got history on it now. Alright, is that the end of the list? That's the end of the list. Mud, do you have a few more items on your list? What were you going to say? Just oh, he's talking to the, to the cat. Okay, so the cat. Uh, were there a few other? Because it seems like there's probably a, there's like a bunch of other there's stuff.
10: a whole bunch of other fun stuff that was done. Uh, we mentioned the screens at Allerton Abbey. Yeah. Um, we, uh, um, we've been just looking at how things work and maybe don't work. We had a great design conversation around uh, a pavilion up between the library and the house last night about... Um, do we jump into a brand new deck which uh, spends lots of money and time, or do we do something that blends in better and sit and see how we like it and then add something to that? And, um, and Jocelyn approved. So I think it was overall successful, uh, a successful conversation. Um, the uh, uh, I'm really enjoying... Working with the group of, uh, and the group deciding these are the things we lo- we would be very excited to do and the experiences uh, that we're excited to have um, and and some of them are surprising. Uh, so having a uh, having a wide variety of things that we can do here um, and uh, and, a, and a wonderful lab uh, is is making a great difference in. Uh, and which you know, in, I call it make your own adventure, <laughs> like yeah. those books from back
1: in the day. Uh, so just having a lot of fun with it. Sawmill,
5: yeah, that's
1: so that's one. That's the sawmill didn't no, make your list,
8: didn't well. Okay, so this is a list of finished artifacts. Um, okay. there's a bunch of other stuff that we worked on and talked about and like processes that we went through and learned how to do, um, that didn't make the list because like they didn't result in a Completely functional thing. The sawmill is one of those. It still needs some adjustment, but um, we got to see what it did and play around with it and figure out why it wasn't working and understand why you would want this kind of sawmill and things like that. Um, and there's a bunch of things like that that didn't make the list for that reason. But I would say this list conveys about one third of what actually went on in the ATC.
2: Yeah, right. Know. There's a bunch of those stuff. Uh, one other was we uh, built uh, two two panels of uh, junk fall fence. Oh, oh yeah. right. Fred was telling me, like,
1: I'm amazed that they wanted to build junk pole fence. And then we got up there and we did it, and they were all, like, crazy
2: excited about doing it.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a very very simple, uh, simple method of putting up deer fence. And for, tho- for, for those of us whose properties are overrun with trees of that size, uh, it's a which the, the government desperately wants you to cut them down and burn
1: them up. Mm-hmm. And so instead of burning them up, here's something useful. Yeah, and all those people over in China—they got all that uh, bamboo stuff—and it's like not fair. Oh wait, we got this stuff. <laughs> I, I think it's gonna—I think we're gonna find a lot of different uh, cool uses for all that junk pole, and that's just—we're just getting started on it. But the junk pole fence—that was—that was a big slice that of one day. That is a big one that
8: yeah. no one mentioned to me when I was asking for. No, yeah, what the hell? <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay. Go and talk about the junk pole fence. All right. All right. So, um, Cass here from Canada. I've built junk pool fence. on spongy part. Yeah. I've yeah. Ho- I've done this before. Um, yeah. yes. I've built junk pool fence uh, in the sand, not on a, a rock. And so uh, the whole rock jack thing was was really interesting for me. And I was really intimidated at first, but Fred uh, calmed me down, and I kind of took it and ran with it. And I'm kind of like thinking of buying a giant rock one day and trying it for myself. <laughs> <on> my
1: <laughs> own. Uh, speaking of Fred, how was it working with Fred? Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Fred is
6: a paragon. Yay. Yeah. He's a so, encyclopedia.
1: Yeah. Uh, the thing I like about Fred is is that uh, uh, if he if we got to talk about something, the conversation lasts about two minutes and we're done. There's nothing left to talk about, and we're good. Um, whereas other people, it seems like uh, it's a two hour long conversation. So Fred's like. Uh, He's he's low on words. He's he gets it he gets to the point. And uh yeah. Uh, Fred's Fred's magic. If I had to run the boot camp program, I'm sure we would have no boots. Um so Fred's Fred's a nice person. And so that's that's always a good thing. Okay, what other projects were there? What other things? Mud, you're looking at the list, right?
10: We have uh Well, your toilet.
8: Yeah, no, that was mentioned in Woodshop, but I do indeed want to go into greater detail about this because I absolutely love my new toilet for Allerton Abbey. (laughs) Um, So we decided that for the person staying in the Wofati over the winter, namely me, that it would be nice to have um, like a Jenkins-style composting toilet in the house in case it was incredibly freezing outside, or for reasons of that nature that could then be emptied into the willow
1: field. You're from, like, northern Alaska, right?
8: I am from the humid, subtropical Gulf Coast of Texas, so when I say incredibly freezing, I mean, like, 40 and below. (laughs) Um, and Paul is not a big fan of, like, actual humanure composting, so this would be um, probably emptied into the Willow Bank, for instance, at some point. But it would just be um, so that the person in there would have an option inside um, and not have to trek outdoors through, you know, the freezing snow to the Willow Bank.
1: So now, during the ATC, I had a bunch of people tell me that the, um, uh, I've heard about some of our events at different times of the year and they were kind of like, oh, I, I can't go because surely the property is going to be under a 15-foot-thick block of ice and that can't be good. And, um, and so i, I got to say that uh, um, most winters uh, uh, we have... The snow, the snow melts off. Like in January, several times in January, all the snow and ice will completely melt off. It'll, it'll get to like 40 degrees for a while, and then everything melts off. And uh, it's rare to have a lot of snow and ice. Although this year uh, was kind of weird. There was this, uh, long, long cold spell. And, um, and just before the cold spell hit, we got a bunch of snow. And then as we started, we knew there was going to be a bunch of snow coming. So we fired up the tractor to, to, to clear the snow off. And within about 200 feet, the tractor started blowing oil at the front. And Fred was on the spot. He did his analysis and said, it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, the, the engine was spewing oil and, uh, 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 we got it taken into Kubota. Kubota said it's their fault. They uh, replaced it all for free and they brought it back to us in six weeks. Um, and which by then, uh, finally the cold snap had broke, but we had, Uh, about, uh, more than a month of like some serious ass snow and cold. And, uh, and so we're, we were out there shoveling some of it by hand to get around. But, but that, that was the exception. That's not the rule. (laughs) So a lot of people were saying like, oh, in the winter times, it must be so horrible here. It's actually not that bad. Um, our growing season is the same as Seattle uh oddly enough but that's a little a little weird but it does get colder here than in Seattle but our growing season is the same so um we plant we can our we, we can plant our frost sensitive plants on mother's day just like they do in Seattle so anyway all right what were we talking about what did I I changed the subject to talk about the, the yes the Jenkins okay. toilet. Yeah, not a fan
8: I just want to say like you wouldn't think that like a composting toilet would be something you want to show to people, but this one Kyle made it, and it's really beautiful and like cleverly designed and awesome. So that will be an Allerton Abbey in future. All
3: right, all right.
8: So
1: there, there are I, I I can't remember all the other things. I remember there was tons and tons and tons of stuff, and I I can't remember all of it. I'm trying to like look around and see what I can see there were some tools that were repaired. I think somebody welded a shovel head,
6: um, welded that back together. I'm not sure if anybody made handles, but yeah, I think some of the the tool heads were replaced. I think there was a lot
1: of tool care. Tools I, were made. I, tools were tools made. Tools were sharpened. Yeah, we've got more draw knives now, right? Almost almost uh, oh yeah. tomorrow we'll have more draw knives yeah, okay yeah that's part of the show yeah um uh it seems like there were tons of things that were repaired didn't you make something out of a bunch of those uh railroad spikes
0: yeah the ice spikes yeah spikes mentioned oh
1: about i about thought that. i saw you brazing like oh, I didn't. it's no, I didn't oh, didn't, oh okay i didn't, right. didn't ding. okay and that's and that's something too sometimes there's failures and so um but anyway all right anything else Oh,
0: oh, the scrounge oh. along the railroad tracks.
1: Oh, right, right. So Jim, Jim led a, let's go walk by the railroad tracks. Let's not uh, rip up the railroad tracks in any way, shape, or form, or harm them in any way, or do anything illegal. I'm trying to cover my ass here. I did <laughs>
0: but with the gentleman from Montana Rail Link, and he said it was fine. The only problem we had is we were parked on the railroad right-of-way, and that might have been a problem if one of the railroad maintenance people had needed to use the road, but we were welcome to pick up any of the scrap spikes and steel that was along the railroad tracks.
3: Okay, alright.
0: so you we covered had two, my ass for me. We <laughs> Yes, I, I do. if you look official and mm-hmm. you ask nicely, they'll always say sure, like you're some kind of strange creature from Alpha Centauri. Hey, this
1: but, is a good time to plug your book.
0: Oh, sure. I have a book called The High art and subtle science of scrounging, published by Industrial Rustic Publishing. Yeah,
10: that's me. <coughs> you it's can find fellow. it on Permies in digital and paperback form, <laughs> and someday I'll make money on it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: thought I, thought I saw him fishing a quarter out of his pocket and flipping it your way. <laughs>
4: On the subject of beauty, that the foot pump for the for the Willow Wonka uh, is gorgeous. Does someone wanna talk about it? Because I wasn't involved in it, I just think it's pretty.
6: That was adding a sink. Yeah. To Willow wonka.
4: The sink. Yeah, but the yeah. sink that was case Aaron is this, Aaron did a Aaron wonderful did, job. It is job on it
8: all right it's definitely art beauty and joy on the sink um it's it's lovely and made of wood and has like a natural branch handle and it's incredibly gorgeous
1: okay yay Aaron all right all right I'm going to assume that we can't I mean maybe we've gotten to half of the things does that sound about right people are nodding yeah okay that's about half the things and uh so there's there's more stuff and we just can't remember what it is right now. Cass has got something.
9: What? What? I just wanna the thing for a second. Yeah, okay. I just wanna shout out to uh Uncle Mud here. He's been the best MC ever. Um he cracks really old creepy man jokes and he's
5: <laughs>
9: I'm I've gotten a celebrity crush on him and I'm hoping in the future to follow him around North America one day and just build stuff and enjoy his presence. So thanks, and Uncle play Mud. Play in the mud. Play in the mud with play Uncle in the Mud. Yep. I love the mud.
7: Can you give a present?
9: <laughs> yes.
1: OK. So uh, I guess I guess the thing to do is to say, like, okay, that's what we could remember for now. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, the, the the food was great. I even was able to eat some of it, uh, most of it. I think Jocelyn did, did put a little extra effort in to make sure I could have something at every meal. Of course, there were a couple of meals where the only thing I could eat was a salad. And I was kind of thinking, like, you know, because I've got all these dietary restrictions and stuff. And
7: there was plenty of great food for vegans, too. Oh, right. Like um, all, so there were several. Really good, not like. Oh, here's some bread and peanut butter, like actual prepared dishes, which was
6: nice. We, we carnivores were were chowing down on it as well. Yeah, that it, was it, yeah. It had nothing to do with being vegan. It was just it was delicious food. There
7: okay. was some vegan lasagna that uh, that I think Fred didn't get any of because everybody else ate all of it before I he got
8: here. Yeah, we right. felt bad.
1: Well, you know, I think we made it pretty clear that, like, you know, food is served... Dinner is served at 6, <laughs> and and then everything is put away at 6.20. Like, don't be late. <laughs> well,
7: the problem was that it wasn't... The problem wasn't that there was too little food. There was enough food. Whatever. Um, it every, was just... It was too good. Yeah. It was like, everybody
1: wanted this... I, I heard that everybody wanted to sample... The vegan stuff as well as the non-vegan stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's like, you know, is this all right? No one's objecting. And then Fred showed up later and is like, damn it. <laughs>
8: he wasn't actually late. I think he was just at the end of the line, to be honest. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah. 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 All right. I think, I think that's going to be a wrap. Does anybody else have anything to say about this event? The ATC, the 2019 appropriate technology course, was it appropriate? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it technology? Yeah. Was it was quality? very technology. <laughs> <laughs> was it coursey? Yes. <laughs> was it course? Plenty sailor course, course as
4: possible. they are definitely twice as rough as they were before I came here. They're they're like all roughed up.
1: Okay. All right. So everybody's plumper. And, uh, plumper in the head, and, and they got more calluses. Hairier. And, hairier, okay, yeah. I didn't know we were shooting for that, but that's cool, alright, alright. And so. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Some, Sorry, Kate. Now, case, Oh yeah, we all, y'all got to, to meet Coco. Uh, so if you weren't giggly before, by the time you leave, you'll, you'll have uh, been infected with giggles. Uh, Coco, Coco brings a lot of giggling to, to every event. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so then she also stood in when Jocelyn was, uh, had meetings and things like that. I think, uh, yay to Coco. Absolutely. All right. Uh, if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com, where we talk about, course, <laughs> homesteading and permaculture all the time.
0: Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.